Hello friends, we're back on this feed to discuss, debate, and maybe argue about the 2024 Oscars. As was the case last year, the nominees were announced and it turns out we've got a lot of work to do. 2023 was a stellar year for movies. Many important figures of Hollywood made interesting films and there was a very worthy list of nominees. Imagine a year where Michael Mann, Ridley Scott, and David Fincher all made long gestating passion projects and not a single one received a nomination. For those new to the feed, welcome and thank you for joining. My name's Matt, I'm a teacher, I'm a film lover and I take this all very seriously. And with me will be my wife, Christina, who's also a teacher and much more interested in reading and human interaction and has a much more lighthearted approach to this. Together, we're going to examine each of the 10 nominated films and offer our explanations for why each film could win an Oscar on the big night. We won't always agree, we will veer off track, and we may spar verbally on our takes, hence our honey title. We're so happy you're listening, and we hope you enjoy the return of Ballot Boxing. Matthew. We've we've completed the list. We did it. I'm so proud of us. Ten movies in... We didn't we started this like three weeks ago, I know. it feels like. I know. Well, I think, four weeks ago. I think four, yeah. So we did like two movies a week. Delved right in there. Yeah. And three of them we had to go to the movie theater to see. Yeah. Love it. And we have 12 days to spare. Yes. Roughly. Which, remember at the beginning, we were like, we don't think we're going to be able to do all of these this year? Yeah. And well, then we did. I said, like, there's, we had work to do. Yeah. And we went to work. We yeah. got it done. Yeah. And it didn't always feel like work. I think maybe... You you give up more to be able to. Yes. I've not read a book. I've not practiced my guitar. I have not learned how to read tarot cards. There's a lot that I want to do with my time. Right. I, I haven't been slacking on my job, mm-hmm. but I certainly have been like not, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like when I'm at work, I'm working every minute that I'm there in order to not have things to do when I get home. Right. right, And I, I think my friends at work are sick of me being like, and then I get home and then I work out for 45 or 50 minutes and then I have to have dinner and then I clean and we clean up from dinner. And then we have to take the kids extracurriculars. You show me where we're supposed to fit you. They're like, it's, I think my friends at work are starting to get sick of me saying that same thing over and over again. <laughs> so as I said to you last night in bed, super fun they, project. They, they'd miss it if you stopped talking about your life though. Um, maybe. Maybe um, a lot quieter. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, like I said to you last night in bed, I'm, I love doing this with you. I'm glad it's over. Yeah. Yeah. You're referring to watching movies? That's (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, So So we 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 saw Anatomy of a Fall, Mm -hmm. which was the final one. Yeah. I really liked it. It was good. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was uh, very engrossing, Mm -hmm. very detailed. And and I really didn't... It was ambiguous, which I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, You thought there was going to be a big twist. Well, I thought... You thought it wasn't going to be as artsy. I thought perhaps... Yeah, I thought maybe there was like a Hitchcockian Aha. twist coming mm-hmm. where it's. The, I was thinking about the you know the law of economy of characters and that like somebody in this movie did the deed, mm-hmm. um, and I was worried it was going to be some sort of like dumb twist. Yeah, per, forgive me for the spoiler here, but like some mayor of East Town yes. BS at the end where it's yes. like, oh come on, yeah. But it never went there. No, it remained actually, frankly, unclear what had happened mm-hmm. because ultimately in the end um 
Just because what? she's found innocent doesn't mean the audience right. knows she's, she's acquitted. Innocent. She's acquitted, but we don't have any tangible evidence of yeah. it. It's just that there's not enough evidence to find her guilty, yeah. ultimately. And there's a character who makes a decision to reveal information that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. And something about the, the way that that court system works in France mm-hmm. allows for, like, frankly, just emotional suppositions to come in. Mm-hmm. If that's true to life, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But... It, it sways the jury and it sways the court mm-hmm. enough that she's acquitted. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it ultimately her guilt or innocence, the court doesn't figure it out. Yes. The movie doesn't figure it out. Yes. And it leaves it vague. So even though there is an acquittal, mm-hmm. we're not sure she's innocent. Mm-hmm. We're also not sure she's guilty. Yes. And um, I found that like, I found that really interesting. Yeah, more interesting. The other interesting thing I found about it, like the other thing I found super interesting about it was that it's multilingual. Mm-hmm. So you've got subtitles in some part. They speak a tiny bit of German. They speak French and English. And her French is not supposed to be great. And it's just like, uh, I thought that was really inventive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it, there's, do you want to do you want to describe the plot? Sure, go I'll, I'll describe the plot. So we start off in this like beautiful chalet location in the French Alps, I guess, Grenoble. France, Grenoble. And um, it's uh, we, we are introduced to our main character, whose name is Sandra, Sandra and uh, her husband, Samuel, and their son, Daniel. Daniel. And Daniel has some sort of problem with his eyes, revealed later to be an accident he had when he was four, that his optic nerves were severed. Oh, I didn't know when your optic nerve is severed or damaged, your, your eyes go hazy. Cloudy? I don't, yeah. I don't know about I that. I know that's real. Um, and Samuel, she's, uh, our, our main character is a, a semi-famous writer, I think. And, uh, there's someone over there trying to interview her and her husband keeps playing blaring steel drum versions of PIMP by 50 cent, which is just like the most annoying way of playing the most annoying song. And she, the interview ends up having to leave. And then, uh, we follow Daniel on a walk with his seeing eye dog Snoop. And when he gets back, he finds his father's body. Uh, bleeding on the snow and he calls, screams for his mom. His mom comes out, the police are involved and she goes to trial for his murder. There's been a blunt force trauma impact on the back of his head. He's fallen from uh, the third An story, attic the attic window. And it's unclear as to whether or not it was suicide or if she killed him or if somebody else killed him. And uh, they go to court to figure it out. Yeah, that's it. And spoiler, the matter already ruined. She's acquitted at the end. And um, you are never really sure if she's innocent or not. Um, There's some other side characters that are pretty good. There's a woman who's uh, assigned from the government to make sure that Sandra is not influencing her son in any undue way, who has to live with them for the duration of the trial, which is like 18 months. Like it's a year before the trial because the movie jumps forward a year at one point. Mm And then to me, it seemed like the trial took months. Months, yes. So she's with them for quite a while to like babysit and ensure the boys like safety and unbiased testimony. Um, and at the end, that that's our it's an important character because she ends up telling Daniel, like, look, you need to make a decision one way or the other. And he says, So I have to decide who's innocent, who's guilty. She says, No, but you need to decide for yourself who you think is innocent and who you think is guilty. So therein comes our question about whether or not. He just decides his mom's guilty and therefore makes a story that makes her innocent. Sorry, decides his mom's innocent and then makes a story that that jives and, and, and gets her off the hook. Or if the story that he tells is true. 
Yeah, we can't we can't know it. No. Um, and it's interesting the way it's filmed. Like there's it under you're underselling it a little bit because it's filmed in such a way where it feels almost like a documentary at times. Like mm-hmm. the camera is very present for and uncomfortable handheld. things, a lot of handheld. Yeah. And then like the quality changes periodically yes. because sometimes it's a news camera that's actually on the scene filming mm-hmm. things as people enter or leave the court premises or getting into a car or whatever. Um, when there's investigators at the house, we're seeing it through sort of a handy camera, a phone camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, a blend of all these different cameras and it gives a very cinema verite style where this feels like this feels like realism mm-hmm. as opposed to something formalist. It feels very tangible, mm-hmm. almost like a documentary. Mm-hmm. That's the movie. And it's really, really well done. I, that's what I'm going to say. It's like that. a competently staged. It's not a thriller. It's no. a drama. It's no. a family drama. I think what it really is about is the the fractured marriage that mm-hmm. was that existed mm-hmm. and the ways in which mental health uh, somebody's poor mental health can sort of insinuate itself into the marriage and almost become like a third party in the marriage mm. that both the spouses, both partners have to manage in some way. Right. Cause I like, think what comes down to it is like, we're hearing uh, Sandra's version of what Samuel was like and what his mental health was like. And there's a lot of facts that are sort of introduced conveniently later mm-hmm. about well, what you don't know is this and what you don't know is that and we're taking her word for some things that take place. Yeah. Um, and it's her characterization of him. And eventually Daniel corroborates that yeah, and says, you know, I didn't see it through the right lens. I was too young to really get it. But now looking back at it, I see that. This conversation I had, dad was talking about killing himself yeah. rather than talking about my dog yeah. dying, which is what I thought at the time he was telling me about. And I re- and he remembers this happening and he thought it meant this thing, but it was actually another. And yeah, I thought, I thought it was just, I thought it was a very, a very well put together film. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the task of writing something like this, Think about the dialogue. Like yeah. It almost feels improvisational. Yes. Um, the, the, it's masterful. Like Especially the, writing the fight. Is, the fight the fight's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And really it happens well like, right about the middle of the film. Uh, my end conclusion in this movie is that she killed him, uh, but he deserved it. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, he was... Dick. But like <laughs> the portrayal of like what we see of him yeah. is ultimately through her lens. Like we hear his... They're listening to a, vo- a voice recording mm-hmm. and he was secretly recording his life yeah, right there theoretically grounds for for, for uh content for his book that he mm-hmm. wanted to write but mm-hmm. he was frustrated that he couldn't write um but like we don't actually know aside from that one confrontation we don't know what their like day-to-day activities were like and whether or not she comes across um better mm-hmm. in the retelling her retelling or the the listening to it mm-hmm. than what actually played out mm-hmm. and we have to take her word for it eventually so there's a lot, just a lot of nuance to this. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really, really good. Shall we take a quick break and come back? Sure. All right. We'll be right back. Okay. Second section. Is it recording? It's recording. Okay. See the red dot? All right. Yeah, we're fine. All right. What's the second section? Second section is if oh, why mo- and why not? If this movie's going to win Best Picture. It's not going to win. Okay, but Oppenheimer's going to win. The exercise is not to do that. Is a is a freight train barreling towards the statue of Oscar at the end of its road. All right, allow me to rephrase. The film won the Palme d'Or uh-huh. for the best film at the Cannes Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that was? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were like, 
Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer. And then they got to Best Picture and they were like, the holdovers! <laughs> you and I would die! Yeah, that would be remarkable. Yes. Um, we're going to need to get snacks for that night. I'm just realizing that. Snacks. There's going to need to be snacks. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm... Good snacks. Not crappy Like the kind snacks. of things we make in the oven? Or like I think, opening yes. bags of things? Uh, maybe a bit of both. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. Let's skip lunch that day, I guess. Um, okay. So if it's going to win, it's going to win because you got any reasons? Or do you want to just sit this one out? I have a list of five or six things that I think yeah, you are just, contributing. Go ahead, you just riff. Go ahead. I got nothing. It's like very well acted. Interesting story. The multilingual thing is cool. Um, it's it's caught up. I didn't know this until we, after we watched it, but it's caught up in a little bit of a political drama. Uh, in France, mm-hmm. the director, when she won at Cannes, uh, in her speech, she criticized the French government. And apparently that's why this movie didn't get put in as the France international feature film pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one they put in didn't even get chosen. Yeah. For, for Although it's apparently a very good movie. That's I was talking mm-hmm. to Carl, friend of the pod, Carl, today, Julia and Benoche. that's what he was yeah. saying. It's yeah. called The Taste of Things or the something? The Taste of Things. That's yeah. exactly what it's called. Um which I enjoy the taste of things, generally speaking. Well, it's, I'm just saying. It's a food movie. Is it a food movie? Yes. Oh, I would have loved a food movie in these 10. Apparently. It wasn't a single food movie. No. No. There wasn't. Although there's food in uh, The Holdovers. Yeah. Which, you know, that's a reason to like it. Not good food. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, like, it's, right. it's good. It's good. I just, I, I was less enamored with it than you were. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's a movie person's movie. Yeah, although it's not, I don't know, there's not like a lot of cinema happening here although like i said i've mentioned previously about the sort of mix of camera styles and mm-hmm. and film styles and some of the long takes so there maybe there is more cinema here to to, to analyze and to break down i think like zone of interest was much more of an art film than mm-hmm. this um in terms of like the foreign language films that are mm-hmm. in in this contention so i would say that the number one reason is sandra huller yes it, she's she's magnificent to and hear. to do these two very different performances in the same year yeah it's like unbelievable well and she's she did a movie a few years back called tony erdman um where uh she had quite a lot of critical acclaim mm-hmm. um and uh I, it was going to be remade there's actually a, a rumor at one point that jack nicholson was going to remake it it's about a woman and her elderly father i think um, she's like a woman in her forties and, and single and trying to make it work. And mm-hmm. it's like a comedy drama. Um, and apparently she's very, very good there. And then, you know, she mostly acts in German films, mm-hmm. so we don't see a lot of her, but this year, what, what an, what a, an impression she's made, mm-hmm. right? Really, really great. And I just said, I wrote here that she's nuanced and very realistic. Yes. Um, I think she's sympathetic, yes, but then simultaneously kind of scary, yes, um, and plays the ambiguity really well, yeah. Um, and she's clearly holding some information back, mm-hmm. but is the information she's holding back to protect Samuel and his reputation, or Daniel, or Daniel, or to protect herself, yes, from from what happened? Um, so it's never really clear if she's innocent, yeah. and I I really like that, and that's a a credit to the director as well, yes, um, because. It would have been easy to slip to one side or the other. Yeah, I, I like the style. I like the long takes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the long scenes. I liked how they played out realistically. Both the the fight sequence and the courtroom sequences, um, where the cameras, it the editing is really strong because you you move from person to person and, and move around the courtroom, but you have a sense of continuity at all times. And I thought that was really good. And I thought that the the passage of time worked mm-hmm. too. You know. Um, 
I like the use of music and sound design. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking about the, the steel drum music at the beginning mm-hmm. and how like I could feel myself getting aggravated yes. at that. Yes. Right. And it's just the way it cycles and it's so, it's so loud and it's obnoxious. Yes. Right. It's, like he was. It's obnoxious to start with. Grounds for murder. And then it's also a steel drum. Yeah. I don't think playing shitty music is a reason to kill somebody, but if it was, it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Yeah, sure. Um, forgive my profanity, everybody. <laughs> um, but also like the sound design of listening to the audio recordings yeah. in the courtroom and like the sound of the dog mm-hmm. and the sound of the footsteps in the snow. Snoop goes through a lot. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Sort of an ugly looking dog. He's that pink that. nose. Yeah, it's a yeah. border collie thing. All right, whatever. They're good dogs. I, the next thing on here is dog acting. Like, oh, name me a better God. dog acting performance ever. I, I don't know what the dog's real name was, but he won the Palm Dog. <laughs> yeah, which is they made it up for him. I love it. And he's he's so good in this. Yeah. He's such a good boy. Um, I thought that the... Uh, the supporting cast mm-hmm. was really good as mm-hmm. well. I thought the boy that played Daniel. Yes. He has. I'm like, where's his Oscar? Yeah. He has a couple of scenes. There's a little bit of child acting happening there where it's like, but he's not doing the Vanessa Bayer. No. Uh, you know, beaming for the camera, mm-hmm. emoting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's quite, quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that we can't tell is because it's a French language performance for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he's delivering the lines. I, I'm reading the words and I'm seeing his face, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he's delivering it in the best way possible. Right. It's hard to know. Yep. Um, whereas with Sandra Huller, like half of her line, half of her dialogue, most it's of her dialogue is in English, English, actually. Yeah, she ends up switching to English. And I don't know how bad her French is. Yeah. Again, because it's a, that's a subtlety that unless like, you're trilingual. pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, unless you're trilingual, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Um. And I thought the lawyers, both lawyers, yes. the, the chief prosecutor, so the guy good. with the shaved head, yes. was, you could, I could feel him getting pissed off yeah. as the trial progressed. Yeah. And I would have loved to see him hear the verdict. Yeah. That just would have been his certainty. Like he, he was sure. Yes. Right. Um, and I thought that her lawyer, what was his name? I don't know. He was good though. Yeah. I'll find it. He was really good. And he, but he was also like, he didn't seem to care if she'd done it or not. He that's, just seemed to be very capable of mounting an able defense for her. That's the, the and, defense lawyer's job. Yeah, he just, he counterpunched so well. He mm-hmm. sort of rope-a-doped all the way through the film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that he was uh, really terrific. Vincent. Vincent, yeah. Um, and like the sort of ambiguity about whether or not there was a relationship or some romantic interest. Mm-hmm. That it's touched upon, but then never really explored. I thought that was interesting. It's yes. good writing. Yes. And the writing is magnificent. Like this is a powerful script. Yes. And those huge chunks of dialogue. Like I don't know how, how you can ignore. Like if you think about the dialogue in, in Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. right? You get a three hour movie that is almost constantly dialogue. Yeah. But it's broken into so many little scenes. That it's like, okay, I need you to walk in here and say this. Yes. Cut. Okay, now we're going to walk in here and say this. Whereas this movie, it's like, okay, you're going to spend the next 15 minutes talking, talking, and it's got to work. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like really, really good. Um, and it I'll won, just... It won for best original... It's, sorry, not one. It's been nominated for best original screenplay. Yeah. And editing. And actress in a leading role. Uh, best achievement in directing. And, and best picture. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with all of those. Yes. Um, Truly. And they, the last bit is the, the scenery, the Alps and yes. the, the, the Frenchness mm. of it all. I found it very appealing. Yes. Visually appealing. Of course we did. Reasons it won't win. We'll go quick here. Okay, what do you quick. got? It's like, it's, it's, I found it lengthy and a little bit dry. 
I, you know me, when I go to, why would it win? Why wouldn't it? I go to um, Academy voter, Diane, I go to my mom and I think my mom would have hated this. Yeah. It's just a little procedural for it's not entertaining. I didn't find it entertaining. Mm. It's it was still good, which is surprising because it doesn't check off either one of my boxes. It wasn't entertaining and it didn't teach me anything. Um, but I don't think that it would. I don't. I I think that's a reason it wouldn't win. I can understand. Yeah, I can understand what you're saying. I would say that it lacks star power, mm-hmm. um, which the other movies seem to have. Mm-hmm. Bigger bigger name directors, bigger name uh, productions. Uh, the controversy around the director may be a problem, mm-hmm. but it was mostly a problem in France. I don't think that think North be, American audiences are going to care, no. or they might actually be in favor. Of exactly. Her. I think I was going to say, if anything, that gets them yeah. that gets her some credit. Certainly with gets the her Academy. some, yeah, some notoriety. Yeah. Length may be a problem. Yeah. Um, sure, although yeah. there's other longer movies here that are legitimate contenders, so I don't think that length should discount this one. And I would say that the ambiguity of the ending might not land with some yeah. voters. Yeah. Okay, quick break, and then we're coming back with Matt's questions. Cues. My favorite part. So, special surprise guest star, Charlie. Charlie, go talk to the mic. Hi. <laughs> Charlie is joining us. So Charlie is twelve, almost thirteen, and I in want nine to, days in nine days. Yeah, and I want to know your perspective on this Oscar movies project with mom and dad. Like how. How do you feel like it's gone based on what you've overheard us talking? Which one is each of our favorites, if you can think of them? Um, I thought, uh, I'm not sure. What ones did we like that we were talking about? Can you remember any of them? I think Oppenheimer yep. you guys liked. And what did we watch a little bit of? We got, you and I have I, to finish I got, it. Yeah, me and dad have to finish it. Oppen, or not Oppenheimer. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. And you were into the first hour I, I, of that. I liked it. It was yeah. pretty good. Charlie could watch The Holdovers, too. Yeah, you sure Nothing could. Nothing there not it's to watch. watch. It's another Oscar-nominated movie. It's oh, really good. I didn't, I didn't hear you yeah. guys. It's what's, about students. What's your favorite school, Charlie? Your favorite. Right. What, Great. <laughs> what's your favorite movie of all time, if you had to pick one? I bet I know what series it's from. No, it's not, actually. It's uh, not Fast and Furious? No. One, two, three, five, or nine? No. Oh, I'm surprised. Um, Close. Matrix? John Wick 4. John Wick 4. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think might actually be nominated for something in the special effects. Really? Maybe. Oh, um, okay. So maybe you, not. There you go. Are you going to watch the Oscars with us uh, after we come back Definitely. from Dad's uh, conference? Definitely. Are we going to do one of those like short? Me and Elizabeth will do like a podcast for like the short. Oh, yeah. We did that last yeah. year, didn't we? No, yeah. we did. no, we didn't. But no. no. Yeah, well, we should do it this year. Maybe cool. we can. Or the animated ones. Maybe yeah. you guys could work through the animated ones and do like a guest episode. Yeah. That would be fun. Just me and my sister. Okay. Well, and that would, end up, would help. But. Yeah, I was going to say that. I can't, you need an adult in on that. Otherwise, it's going to end up in a knockdown screaming fight. But anyways. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Okay. Special guest star. Special guest star, Charlie. Moi. Charlie's going to go up and, <laughs> and brush his teeth and uh, get in bed. And, and uh, I'll see you in a few minutes. Okay. The dog is falling asleep now. All right. That's a good thing. All right. Good Bye, night. everybody who listens to this. All eight of you. Good All night. eight of you. Good night, girls. Mostly people you've met. So. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Uncle Greg, Uncle Dave. Night-night. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's a special treat for Charlie right. tonight. Okay, Matt, questions. All right. Uh, now we have no, it's not enough time. Okay. No, I'm just um, can you think, did you find it in any way relatable? And I'll rephrase, but I want, I want to give you some think time on this question because it's not an easy question. Okay. But can you think of a choice 
that you ever found difficult to make. Put yourself in the Daniel position mm-hmm. where you aren't sure what the right course of action should be and you end up having to just choose to believe one or the other so that you can move forward. Is there anything like that that you can think of in your life? Not really. No. Mm-hmm. My, not at I, the scale. Not at the scale. No. Everything. The things that are popping into my head are like, is it the right choice to start dating you instead of go teach overseas? Right. Is it, was it the right choice to break up with a certain boyfriend? Like it's not, they, they're things that like clearly worked out so much better. Um, my, my, I'm very lucky. My life has been very like, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is like straight and narrow, like uncomplicated? Just very uncomplicated, yeah. very, yeah. No murders, no murders, very average, etc. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, okay, the, the next question relates to the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, she killed him. So, um, okay, that's not... But if, if we could know for sure, mm-hmm. would you want that to be the ending of the film? Yes, I would. You needed that. I would. Well, I would prefer it. I don't think I needed it, but it would certainly increase my... Uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm tired. Interest? Interest, fandom, yeah. likability of this movie for me. I yeah. Was, yeah, okay. I just thought that... I think it would be interesting to go back and watch it with the mindset like she did it. I was and watching me, it with me, the mindset she did it. Yeah. Yeah. I, or or then the other mindset. Mm. Like, okay, let's let's see if there's a plausible The other argument. mindset doesn't make sense. She went to bed and put in earplugs while he was playing that god-awful music at volume 10. There's no way. And then one earplug fell out and her kid screaming woke her up, but the music didn't? Come on. She killed him. That detail right there. I was like, oh, I smell bullshit. Mm. Okay. All right. Sorry. I would like, I, I like closure and resolution. Uh, what's your reaction to the French court system? Would you feel so better or worse about being tried in a French court versus a Canadian court? Initially, I thought better. I thought, oh, this is great. She gets to stand up for herself. But then you also are dealing with uh, prosecutors that... I would assume are significantly more intelligent than I am. And they could like probably paint you into a corner pretty quick. Yeah. So if you weren't like a world-class debatist. It felt like, a, yeah, a debatist. I would be. Uh, it felt like a, a, a real test of someone's logic. Yes. And, um, you know, like mm. it, it seemed very emotional. And it also felt to me like she could be bombarded from, like questions could come from multiple directions. Yes. yes. Uh, well, and she's questioning... The witnesses is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit crazy. By the end, I thought, oh, this is a bit crazy. At the beginning, I thought this makes sense, a lot more sense than how we do it. And by the end, I was like, nope, I prefer the way we do it. I just, it's interesting that like a, a Western nation, mm-hmm. modern nation, could have a legal system that dramatically different from ours. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it, I assume everything works the same way yes. everywhere yes. in you know, in the West and in North America. Well, but ours is the British system. It doesn't surprise me that the French system is strikingly different than the British system because those two countries want to be, at one time, even now, want to be strikingly different. Yeah, but they have the same objective, which is to yeah. reach, reach a just outcome. doesn't have to do the same way, though. Yeah, it's just like what was being said and the behavior that was being demonstrated in the mm-hmm. French court and what was admissible in the French court mm-hmm. wouldn't actually be admissible. Wouldn't fly. No. I mean, we don't, we, we're not lawyers, but like, yeah. it seemed to me like... Um, justice would be harder to achieve mm-hmm. in the French system. But I think there's more of a, like a restorative element mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. It seemed appealing in like a holistic way. Like you could have multiple people on your side and multiple people on the other side. And it's like a, a collaborative community the decision. Was only three people. 
Yeah. The jury was three people, but then I got the impression that the judges were in on the decision as well. Yes. So you've got like three people that are your quote unquote peers, in this case, three women. Three experts, yes. And then not experts. I the judges they were are just, experts. And then, and then experts in like the legal system. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're all discussing it together at the yeah. end. Really interesting. It was interesting also, and we didn't mention it, but the way that the, the witnesses stacked up sort of was male, male versus female mm-hmm. all the way through. Like the experts for the prosecution were all men. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they assumed things about poor Samuel. Mm-hmm. And then all of the experts for the defense mm-hmm. were women mm-hmm. and they were explaining you know, I thought a very logical way. Like mm-hmm. that was the interesting thing. Is it like, yeah, the motivation around like killing Samuel, mm-hmm. it seems cut and dry. You're saying there was no way that she didn't do it, but the defense worked so plausibly mm-hmm. to create a scenario where it's like, no, this is what could have happened. Yes. That I bought it. Yes. And I thought that it's possible that she didn't do it. Oh, it's absolutely possible she didn't do it. And that's why she got off. But mm-hmm. in my heart of hearts, I still think she did it. Yeah. Yeah. Other it's questions? Being a defense lawyer. Is that boy. it? Uh, I got two more. All right. Um, would you say that Sandra Huller, her sort of ordinary appearance, yes. is the reason why this works? Yes. And if it was Margot Robbie or Naomi Watts would or work. Julia Roberts, no. would it work? No, it wouldn't. Because you need someone that looks like an every woman. You right. need that. You can't have a beautiful movie star in that role um, because you need to be able to identify with her. It's one of the most important parts of the film, I think. It would be too much of a heel turn, I think, if, yes. if she was a model yes. to then have her. She would either be... It would either be that she was played as being like overly sweet mm-hmm. or she'd be sexualized in some way yeah. or it would be like, <gasps> yeah. oh my God, at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, a writer that writes about her own life, that's what Sandra Huller's character is. Mm-hmm. Are our lives interesting enough <laughs> to to write about them? No. <laughs> Do you think like, I wonder if like we could, um, like again, codependent mm-hmm. nonsense, but like, could we write a novel about teaching? I'm sure could we, we could. co-write something. I'm sure we could. Little germs of ideas and yes. little anecdotes. Could we string them all together? Yes, we could be the next uh, David Sedaris. Humorous stories about teaching. Yeah. Chicken soup for the teachers. But nobody soul. would want to read it. No, teachers don't want to read about teaching when they're not and teaching. And people don't want to read about teachers. No. They don't no, like it. I don't think it would be a bestseller. But could we do it? Yes, we yeah. could. But okay. in, in is our like nuclear family interesting enough? No. I feel like maybe we could get a story out of Charlie's heart thing. But I also wouldn't want to capitalize on that. No. So, yeah. yeah, not worth it. All right, we didn't leave ourselves a lot of time here. I'll just ask this because I think we're going to come back at some point and talk about final rankings and mm-hmm. and maybe some of the other. Yeah, there'll small be a bonus films. episode between okay. now and the Oscars. Um, is this movie in your top half or your bottom half of your ten list? Ooh, probably top, but just okay. Yeah, uh, I'd have this like sixth. Oh, yeah, I don't okay. have it in my top five. Interesting. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have time to go through the top five. We'd be repeating roughly the same top five that I had last time. I think I just slot this one in and bump everything else down. We'll come back to our lists that have been more well thought out in the next bonus episode yeah. before the Oscars. So but thanks for listening this time out. Thanks, friends. Bye for now. Bye.